What's going on guys? Welcome to River City 93, brought to you by Rubneck Scars for the culture and of course, Icarus FC. This is your host always, this is Elliot, joining me is my good man, Shanair. And before we start, I gotta say dude, <laughs> there's a lot of how I feel about this game, but I don't know how to feel about this game. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, we are recording this right after Richmond Kickers 3-2 loss to Greenville Triumph in the Bond to Girls Cup, or as we like to call it, the Health Insurance Derby. And I have a lot of mixed emotions. Um, the response on Twitter seems to be the same way, but I don't know. How do you feel about this game? Like, how, how do you feel about the start of this game? Um, the the start it it started okay. The game started good. Can I, I just I say? Think, it? Can I say? It? Am I allowed to say it? You uh, that press <sighs> that press ah I that, that was that's the difference that we saw from this kickers team yeah. as opposed to last year year before. This team was in your face. This kickers team was in your face. They were chasing everything down, um, and and it wasn't a wild press. It wasn't a press where you're looking at them and you're like, "How long are they going to be able to keep this up?" No, they. It was smart. They yeah, pressed was. when they needed to press. They sat back when they needed to sit back. I um, think they sat back a little bit too much at the times. Yeah, at certain times. I think they kind of said that long, but as you keep going, continue. Yeah, no. At certain times, they did kind of ease up on the press. But I think that was a means of like recycling energy. Okay. And you know, because yeah. you can't you can't keep that that press the whole oh, no, game. You can't. You we're, can't. Not, we're not Liverpool type of fitness. <laughs> no, this is the no, first just game. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would have had a torn hamstring. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, there was like little things throughout the game that really impressed me as well. Like like you said, the press, um, the fact that it looked like they initiated a press wherever the ball went backwards or is went to someone that didn't look very comfortable on the ball. Yeah. Like one of the things we said that we had to do in this game was Green, give Green, Greenville, why can't I say their name, most of the possession. That's what we did. I mean, I think Greenville dominated possession. I think even at one time we checked, it was like 72% Greenville. Yeah. Like us. Um, but. <sighs> and the thing is, it's 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 no secret. And, and even the commentators were, were talking about how Greenville don't like possession. Yeah. They don't like playing with possession. And because of that, if we gave them because we gave them that possession, it's like they they didn't know what to do with it. They didn't yeah, know what to do with it. You can see a lot of moments they look they didn't look stuck in the ball. Like offensively they look flowing. I am surprised at the fact that we did we contained Keegan for the most part. He didn't yes. look as he didn't look as threatening at yeah, all. As at most all. as he usually does. Um, I also like the fact about how Cuomo, I, I mean, I know we threw the poll up for the, like who was the MVP of the game. Cuomo to me impressed so much how he, he pretty much, like he, he played, he, he, he had the best game. <laughs> he, he was a very top-notch number six today. Yeah. He, he bossed that midfield. He protected the back line. Um, he... Slowed things down when things needed to be slowed down. Um, he his his pass rate was pretty good, so I I I give it up to Cuomo. He he held his own in that midfield. Yeah. He really kept things solid. He was the anchor for the midfield, basically. He was. Um, and also the other thing about it was, 
Alex Morrell, I mean, granted, he had a very impactful game against Fort Lauderdale. I didn't even know he was on the field for Exactly. Like, I didn't know he was on the field for the most part. And I think that's partially because I think how Darren set up the team. It was pretty much one of the things was, like, we allowed you to have the ball in the back. Yeah. But coming up top, we're shutting off everything. Like, we're going to force you to play it back. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, one of the biggest problems we saw last year with the kickers was too many teams were playing in front of our box, mm-hmm. and we got broke down. Yes. There wasn't really a lot of moments within this game that the kickers really got broke down. I mean, granted, yes, we scored three goals. Those are bad. Yeah. But if you take... Maybe the first goal, they had a little bit too much possession in front of our box. The second goal, literally, we'll get into that one. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible play. And then the third goal just... was the t- That was a typical go, Greenville yeah, goal. Yeah, just quick transition. Catch you on the counter. And no one's coming back in the space. Yeah. So, we'll definitely work funny into this game. But this is who Richmond had started for this game. Uh, Emilio, Tezagi, Iwape, Kraft, Bodok. Cuomo, Flack, Thompson, Ivan, Akwe, Anley, and Fitzgerald. Not a bad starting lineup. Like, me personally, I would have liked to see Devontae probably get a start. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's neither here nor there. Outside of that, I felt kind of comfortable in the starting lineup. What about you? Yeah, I, I was comfortable with it. And, and I also was thinking in terms of three games in a week. And I think what Darren is doing is mixing and matching, you know, first team, second team, kind of keeping things to the point where everyone's getting rest, but we're not going from a stellar starting team to completely backups yeah. in the next game. Cause then it's like, you're basically saying you're throwing that game away. Yeah. And we already talked about how you cannot afford to lose too many games in this season. Yeah, I think I think USL League went through the graphic about like how each USL team did the first 16 games, and I think North Texas was the top of the table with four losses. Yeah. Is four losses enough? Who knows? I mean, things got to play out. <sighs> to, but to be honest with you, first 16, with a 16-game season, I think four losses, you're out of those two playoff spots, out of those two final spots. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough, tough season. I think the two surprise missions definitely out of this whole lineup and who was on the bench and everything is Vertner and um, Alves. No idea what's going on with either one of them. Yeah, I don't think Alves was even on the bench. Yeah, neither was Vertner. And I don't know. Maybe it was an injury. We don't know if they travel with them. If anyone would like to let us know, that would yes. be great. <laughs> that helps us as fans know because... I do think in this game, if Vertner is back there, I think a lot of mistakes don't happen as much. Yeah. And you know, Vertner is your favorite. Yeah. And and in terms of from what I've seen, Stanley, I like I liked him. Yeah. So I was like, but, like let's let's give us some info on what's going on with those two. Yeah. Definitely. But as what's going on what we have, I gotta say, Ivan last year I ragged on him. Uh, I, I I did. <laughs> I ragged on Ivan a lot. He impressed me a lot in this game. He did. He, he, he impressed did me a lot. Well. He looked very. He looked a lot more comfortable on the ball. He looked a lot more sure of himself. Akwe, I'm gonna get into him. I can't wait to talk about him. Yeah. He, He's a different center back this year. <laughs> He's a very different QB. center back. <laughs> QB. Like Akwe. <laughs> and also Matt Baldock. I didn't realize he had the burners. Ooh. He, yeah. No. I think. Gone. I think all last season, Matt Baldock. He was holding it. He he never he never pushed the nods. He never pushed the nods. 
back. He's like Toretto. It's like all of a sudden I got a quarter mile to go. <laughs> oh man! All right, so you ready to go ahead and get into this game? I yeah, mean, I, know, I think I've said that twice already, but let's go ahead and do it again. One of the things that really stood out to me in this game is the fact of how Richmond really lined up. We noticed it, and you called it out first. I'll give you credits on this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're the tactical person. I'm just the guy that tweets. <laughs> um, so they started off with a 4 2 3 1. Yeah. But offensively, they went kind of like 3 1 4 2. If I'm yeah. not right, is my math right? Yeah. Okay, good. You know, I suck at math. 3 1 4 1. Actually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like to me. It didn't look like we had like two center backs up top. I mean, not two center backs, two strikers up top. But what it looked like more is Emilio was more the more advanced forward. Yeah. Crab was a little bit more behind him just to clean up, depending on who was pressing where. Yeah. Um, and it looked like wherever the ball was, the center back on the opposite side of that would more tuck in to be a center back. Yeah. And the other center back, I mean, other fullback would then push up. We saw a lot of that. I did, however, was a little bit concerned with some of the sloppy touches. Yeah. Ian Antley had two that I remember, like, in the first – 10, 15 minutes, and I was kind of just like, it's eh, <laughs> not looking good. <laughs> like, can we clear this up? Yeah. Um, but the first 20 minutes, I got to say, I was really impressed with the kickers about how they engaged in that press. Yes. Like, it was full goal. It, it was like, it, it didn't look like one of those things where it was like, hesitant, like, should I go, should I not? It was like, no, this is what this happens, go. That's what looked impressive to me. Yeah, yeah, it, I don't know, I, I just, I just saw that first half as a, a, a really, 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 really good look at the future for this team, yeah. at this season, because if this is what the kickers are going to be bringing now, look, bring it, because I want to <laughs> see more of it, I want to see more of it, it was, it was very attacking, very in your face, Another thing is, on the defensive side, when we didn't have the ball, yes, we were in their face, we were pressing, we were attacking, but once we did get the ball, it was about moving forward as quickly as possible, getting into the final third as quickly as possible, at least in the first 20 minutes. I think later on, I don't know if it's the way Greenville set up, I think they had set up in a way that kind of blocked us from getting up there. There was also a disconnect between the back line and the midfield, but the kickers looked good. In this game, they looked really good. <clears throat> now, one thing that really concerns me, I think we got frustrated with a lot in this game, was the individual mistakes that happened. Like we alluded to, even Lee kind of miscontrolling the ball in certain circumstances. Why can't I talk? <laughs> God. Hey, we just watched the game. Just, it's late. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust me, you haven't been drinking. Nothing like that. Maybe I'm just tired. Um, <laughs> but. Mistakes like that. Then we also saw a lot of chances. It was like whenever one of the kickers got the ball, it was like they would miscontrol it, so the ball yeah. would then pop up and they had a head in. And yeah, it, there were a lot of there were a lot of balls that just popped yeah, into the air. A lot of sloppy and... touches. I mean, granted, it's the first game that we have played, <laughs> but then also it's kind of just like, all right, can we get out of the half? Can we make it to the first water break without being down? Unfortunately, we didn't. <laughs> Yeah. And this goal right here, like, it confuses me so much because, but then when you really look at it, you're kind of just like, dang. Yeah, because at the end of the day, this goal, I think, and live, I think almost everybody was looking at their screen 
Like, oh yeah, you had to stop me from throwing my phone. What just happened? <laughs> what just happened? You it's like, wait, so how did the ball end up in the back of the? You just saw bodies, legs flying, and then all of a sudden the ball just rolls roll back in the net by the by the near post. And I, I know this is gonna sound very weird, but if there were a lot of if there was some bad defending, I don't think this goal would have happened. Wait, what? Exactly. I know it sounds <laughs> weird. I know it you sounds just weird. Send all tweets to share. <laughs> Please do not tag River City ninety three. No, I will because not be responding. It, it, and this this kind of makes it to see. It's just it was a very bad luck goal because I think that's a better way how to clear because it, bad defending. because if if. If Ivan is not playing as a good center back and closing down that pass going in, then maybe Akwe is in a better position to defend it. But you can't ask Ivan not to step. And it's because of the deflection that comes off of him that throws Akwe off, Akwe and Scotty off in terms of kind of collecting that ball and not letting Morel get, you know, get his foot in there. And he's because Morel is looking at the ball the whole way, and Scott and and Aqua have to not only look at the ball, but they have to look at where Morel is. It's it's kind of a situation where unlucky Ivan makes comes to the ball like he should as a defender. Unlucky deflection. It comes down to Morel. Then there's the scramble, and then comes right in front of Scotty. He goes to clear it and. Morel's curly toe comes out and just. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a better way how to define it is I think one I think you watch too many Inception movies because you're going into parallel universes. <laughs> Look, I mean, um, no seriously. <laughs> but I think a better way how to describe it is just it's just a bad. The ball just didn't roll our way. It's just I unlucky. Mean, it was just unlucky. Ivan misheads it by probably six inches. Yeah, and I think if he gets more of his forehead onto it, it's going out rather than so then clipping it drops over his head. Akwe, and Akwe clearly miskicks it, and, then and it's he, because of that deflection that he yeah, miskicks it. Like, and then he has to turn around, which he then runs into Scotty, and then Scotty tries to kick it out. And if you look at the way how his foot is, it's little he's going to point out, but then someone else just agreeable player morale just happens to poke it, and. Is at this moment we're all, we're both looking at each other. It's like, well, that's the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, like honestly, like we said, this is how Greenland wants to do. Greenland wants to score a goal, and then they'll just bunker and they'll bunker and catch you on the counter. Yeah, they'll just like, all right, cool, we got our goal. It's very Jose ball. Like yeah, I said last week. I'm I'm pretty sure there's not a picture of Jose Mourinho and John Harks in the same room because they are the same person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like. We go into the water break then, and I don't know what Darren said, but I think, and we were kind of getting frustrated with all the long balls because it was like, yo, why are we doing the long balls? Like, why are they trying to just build play, like try to break down? But I think what they did at that particular moment was right because I think they caught Greenville off guard. Yes. Because this all starts from Aqua getting the ball, and this is the second goal. I think this starts from Aqua getting the ball, and I think. Akwe, it was it was from Akira. Akira throws yeah. the ball out to Akwe, and he just has the vision. I think Akwe right now is just like, all right, I know Matt is going to make this right. And I think this is having trust in your team teammates. Yeah, something that we might not have seen last year because the style of playing was different. But I think under Darren, what we're seeing now is it's very room one. It's it's 
A to B. <laughs> and I got give it. I, I don't know who to be more impressed with on this play is Bodog or Aqua because I, I hate, think equally. Equally. Yeah. For Aqua that just to, to place ping, it where to it ping is, that ball. Yeah, but then pass. Boda to control it. And that to miscontrol it because that was something that was very happening with the kickers. Yeah. Kind of like that miscontrol now. And not only to control that ball, but to control that ball at full speed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Bulldog was flying. Like we said, he hit the Nas button. He went Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> he went straight Toretto in the Charger and took off. <laughs> you know, all I think about now is how the uh, the first Fast and Furious, by the way, there's too many Fast and Furious movies. I yeah, they need to stop. Man. I don't understand why they decided John, you know, John Cena was a good pick. And uh, he was Toretto's brother, but that's a different story for a different day. But <laughs> it reminds me of like the first Toretto movie where he's going against Paul Walker and they're just racing against the train. That yeah. was Baldock. Yeah. <laughs> Boulder, I don't know where he got the speed from. Maybe he needed, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But he blew past the Greenville defender. Like, oh, my goodness. And it wasn't like it was a dead heat. He had to curve in to get in on goal. And he's still ahead of him. And then he puts it into one position where Dallas J can't get, can't to, get it. to it. And Dallas J didn't even die for it. I mean, they, when, I think... Everything happened so quickly. Dallas J probably looked at that ball going in the net and say, "What just happened?" Well, I think Dallas J also made a decision. He was like, "If I go near, if I go far post, like if I like as a goalkeeper, you know this. Don't get beat on your near post. Yeah, like, don't get beat on your near post. Which, by the way, is not an easy thing to do for a goalkeeper. It's not. It's not. <laughs> um, but I think he makes that decision. Like Matt can only go in one direction. Mm-hmm. He has his ball in his right foot. He probably can't put it across me. I know I can cut up the near post. Let me stand here. And I think Maddie just puts it <laughs> across his body. And there's no way Dallas J can get across to save it. I think he shot the ball halfway through Dallas J thinking all about all that. Probably. <laughs> probably and so. literally froze As long it. as it took for me to decide that, that ball was in the back of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I mean, right there is 1-1. And I think you can kind of see, like, this is something that we wanted to see for the kids. That ability to come back. When your nose is bloodied. I mean, yeah. and our nose was bloodied. Like, it was. It, it was, was not good. It was. And then we get, and then unfortunately, Akira gets hurt on trying to head the ball out of. Oh. Yeah, we didn't see it first time around, but when they replayed it and you saw his his foot just. His ankle did a step back. His, <laughs> his ankle did the curve. You know, when Curry takes a step back? Yeah. He, he, it did one of those. Yeah. <laughs> like, that. It hit the pop Like, I, whew, I think you grabbed, we both grabbed our ankles. After we just <laughs> I grabbed my ankle. I did grab my ankle when I saw it because, oh, my goodness. Um, I hope, I hope, I hope Akira's okay. I yeah, first of all, we definitely hope he's okay. I mean, because just seeing his ankle twist like that, it's like his foot waved hello. It was. I think the best case scenario out whew. of that is just a sprain and he can manage it. Yeah. Worst, worst case scenario, it's a torn ligament. <sighs> I, you got to. I don't want to wish that. Like I, I do not want to wish that. I hope it is he's okay. But uh, I mean, we'll we'll talk more about Broomall, um, of course, who came in and replaced him in the start of the second half. But the start of the second half started off like I like, think, dude. The, the start of the second half, literally fifteen seconds into the second half, I think two things. First, it's hard for you to come into a game sitting on the bench thinking. Yeah, I'm probably not going to play. I'm just going to sit back, kick back, relax, and watch my teammates play. And then 
shortly before halftime, you're like, oh, shoot, I might have to play. And for Brumal to come in um, at the beginning of the second half that way, it's hard for it, for you to get your mind into it immediately like that. But another thing is the whole team started off flat. They just started. The, the kickoff was flat. Yeah. You, can, you cannot allow halftime. The sec, starting the second half of a game, allow for your second pass off the kickoff to be blocked. That's that's just... And the thing that I, I think frustrated me more was not the fact that Riley Kiff, not Riley Kraft, kicked it and he got deflected because it's soccer. I mean, things can get deflected. Mm-hmm. But it was the fact that when he went to the Greenville def- defender, when he kicked it long, no one initially just rushed at him. Yeah. It was kind of like the ball got deflected all the kickers were like, is he part of the game plan? Like, what is this? <laughs> this like, is wait, what happened? Coach, what's going on? <laughs> Time out. <laughs> and it's from there that we get ourselves put into a bad situation. I mean, and then Brumall. <sighs> I think Brumall Let me just... say this first. I am not a professional goalkeeper. But, I... man. Like, what I happened? think he panicked. He panicked. I think so, too. I can... I can... Because playing goal, I, I played goalkeeper one year in high school, and I said, no, Moss, I, I don't need that kind of stress on me anymore. You ain't but, built for that life, so. <laughs> I wasn't built for that. I was <laughs> not built for that life. Mentally, I was not built to be a goalkeeper. I was too fat to play any other position. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it it really, looking at things from back there, you're pro- he probably was looking like, what the heck is going on? Holy crap, the ball's heading this way, and panic. Yeah. And he comes to run out, but he's too late. All yeah, right? and he clears out Akwe. Oh. And then the ball just... I mean, Ian Ailey had a rough first game. Let's, let's throw that out there. And again, this <laughs> goes back to what I said about the first home goal. If Ian Antley doesn't do his job, that's not a goal. Because the <sighs> Muhammad actually mishandles the ball, and the ball ends up behind him as he's running onto it. It hits the outside of his foot and starts going the other way and hits Ian Antley as Ian Antley's closing yeah. Muhammad down. And it goes in and on goal like, of Ian like Antley. Like bad touches. Just like it's just bad, tu- just bad, bad touches. Just bad. I wouldn't even say bad touches for that. I think that's bad luck because I don't think there's any defender that would have that foreseen an attack because that was a pretty – that was a howler of a touch by Muhammad. And I mean, like we said, Darius Watson's going to have a rough first week in the top, but everything <laughs> – so, I mean, now kickers are down 2-1, and we're really just looking at it like, if the fans watching the game suck a bunch, imagine how, like, the kickers on the field feel. Because it's like, you come out of halftime, you get the goal. I mean, the actual goal. Like, Greenville didn't score against you. It was the own goal. <clears throat> you score, you come back out of halftime, the first 50 seconds, you're not 2-1. Yeah. And, like, our favorite saying is, do you have a backup plan to your backup plan? And it was like, at that moment, it didn't seem like the kickers had one for a moment. It was kind of that thing of, we were still trying to press Greenville. And Greenville, I think, adjusted well to our press. Because you saw them start shifting the ball side to side and wherever where the weak man, not the weak man, but the weak side was, they'll they'll try to get the ball quick to that side and then build up. Exactly. That's what we saw a lot. And then once they got kind of out of half, it was kind of just like, all right, what what do we got to do? Another mistake that was made here was... In I think in that panic, Richmond kickers started holding on to more possession. Yeah, and I think so. that played right into Greenville's hands. Because you kind of saw Cuomo, it was Cuomo, Flack, and 
crap in the midfield. And we were kind of just saying the same thing. I'm not seeing enough out of Flack. Yeah. Because to us, it seemed like Kraft was supposed to be the number 10. and um, Flack was supposed to be the 8. Yeah, and he was Cuomo supposed to be the, the connecting piece between Cuomo. Now, Cuomo did an amazing job. He put out a lot of fires. Oh, he did. He put he out definitely a lot of fires. Did. Too many fires, but he put out a lot. And it was just, it kind of seemed like Kraft was kind of like, he didn't know if he was supposed to help Cuomo out or help Kraft out the build up, but it was kind of like he got lost. Yeah, I think he, I think because I'm not sure what was going on with Flack. He wasn't, he he was pretty disengaged in the first half. And I think because of that, Kraft naturally started to drift yeah, back and back play more. more of an eight than Which kind of hindered Emilio because now there's no... He's one, isolated. Yeah, there's no more. Now he was isolated up there by himself. Yeah. Um, I think even with Flack... I mean, granted, Flack had some good moments. He did disturb some play. He did disturb the ball well. I think what I want to see from him more in this moment is just that ability to connect. To connect. Connect, connect more. And, and we, we were talking about it. I think it was still in the first half when... Um, we were saying like this all this these long balls, and there were so many situations in which we saw one of the back four had the ball, and there was a giant gap. This is one issue that we actually had last year as well. Yeah, that gap between the back four and the front line, and I feel like either Kraft or um or Flat needed to pull back into that space because yeah. Greenville wasn't occupying that space. No, that's true. It was empty, just a. Empty strip of green grass between the back line and the front that needed to be covered by. Um, and I honestly think it's soccer. I think that's one of the hardest things to solve. Yes. Like, whoever can solve that midfield problem, for this is for any team in the world. Whoever can solve that, you're winning the game. Like, exactly. If you win the midfield, you win the game. So I think we hinder that. And then the third goal, I think it just comes off of us being lazy. Like, I honestly. Am I wrong for saying that? Or is there something else that I'm missing? I, I think, think it really just comes off of us being lazy. Because I think, I, I, I wouldn't say lazy. I think in, in even though he did have a very good game, I think Riley Kraft does not cover himself in glory with this one. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, that is pass to Bulldog yeah. was a hospital pass. And you, you don't... He put it on a dish. He, he literally did. He, he gave him a hospital ball and now Matt a bulldog has to literally toe poke it back. He toe pokes it right into the path of Greenville, Greenville player, and this is Greenville's bread and butter. Catch you on the counter. They took the ball. They're down the field now. In the situation where Kraft was, the entire team is in attack mode, so everyone was pushed up. Everyone was starting to push up the field. That pass to Matt Bulldog should have been, you know, bread and butter. Get that ball to to Matt. He's either gonna dish it back to the fullback or turn and go. But because that passes off, that just throws everything off. And Greenville are so quick on catching them on the counter that the the transition to get back to defense was literally a scramble. Yeah. And, I mean, Ivan almost gets to that cross. He literally, he literally goes full stretch to try and get a foot to block that cross, but it goes right past him. And Let me I ask mean, this. And I know we tweeted it out there. I think we tweeted. I tweeted it out of frustration. But do you think Boomal did enough on that play? Because he did dive at the initial ball. I think he think he committed too early. I think he committed too early. I think Boomal committed too early and allowed. Um, who was it? Was it was it Morell or was it um, Keegan? I think it was Keegan. 
Uh, yeah, he basically allowed Keegan to um, to literally just dance around him and put the ball in the goal. I think in that situation, he the ball literally Keegan is still setting up when Brumal goes down. At this point, you shouldn't be going down yet. You know, you need to be closing down the space even more and more and more and more and more. Like at this point, Brumal literally could have ran right into Keegan. In that situation, you run right into him. Until he shows you that you need to commit to something, keep going, keep closing the angle. And I think uh, he he messed up on that one. I mean, yeah. but hey, what you gonna do? I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, that was that was the. We should never be put in that position. If he should exactly, and and that's the thing. Those are the types of situations that you don't want to put your your goalkeeper in because it's a one v one situation. One v one situation for a goalkeeper is always the goalkeeper <clears throat> is always at a disadvantage, especially in situations where you have a new goalkeeper, especially a goalkeeper that has never started a professional game. Exactly, this is, exactly. This is his first professional start. And I'm assuming he's going to be playing. Um, he's going to be playing Tuesday against South Georgia. I really hope not. I really hope Akira's um, Akira is fit. If um, not, it's probably going to be Bruno Hall and then Lee Johnson as the backup. And Lee, okay. Probably well, so. I mean, at the end of the day, the the difference you get between Bruno and Akira, and I think uh, overall, Bruno has the potential to be a better shot stopper than Akira. Well, Bruma, but, yeah, Bruma has the bigger frame, but Akira bigger, is better at distributing. Yes, it's the distribution, yeah. and it's it's. I feel like Brumal is one of those goalkeepers. If you you pass the ball back to him, just attackers just run because he's just gonna hoof it long. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, if you're trying to play Route One soccer, all right, I guess that's fine. But I don't think Richard Kakers are a Route One team based off of what we saw today. Yes, they had Route One moments, especially Matt Bulldog's goal, but. I would say right now, after what I saw, I think we, I think we're leaning closer to Route One, but because I didn't see the moments of and this might force of, our hand, like yeah, if Akira yeah, is that's injured. also true. It's not like you know, it's hard to tell if this team is Route One or not because you never saw the moments of Richmond really getting the ball and having the majority of possession. Because yeah. we gave the ball to Greenville. Because yeah, because to... you don't you don't want to give Greenville you don't <laughs> want to take possession you want to give Greenville possession. So that's that's the hard thing to tell now. Yeah, Trizaghi's goal. I gotta say, how how tall is he? Five seven, five six, five seven, something like that. Shortest guy on the field, anyway. I think Mwape might have him beat. No, no, I think Mwape's five nine. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Mwape is not 5'9". I am pretty sure well, Mwape okay. is 5'9". While you look that up, I'm going to talk about this goal. Now, <laughs> Bologna's gets subbed on to this. And Bologna's, I got to say, man, I, I hope he starts. I hope he starts, man. He came on and he gave us that spark that we needed. And it started off very well out on that left wing. Um, he replaced Mwape. And he provided something that Mwape really didn't. It was, that, it was the crosses. Yeah. Like, it was a couple of times... Like, two, three. He had one bad cross near the end of the game. But the rest mm-hmm. of them, dangerous position, especially to Tazagi. And, and the thing, in the middle of two center backs. Yes. This is the thing, and I'm I'm not saying this as someone who's trying to be bitter or anything like that. But Greenville, so far, the two games that we've watched, they don't look like the Greenville. Oh, the, the offense, yes. But the defense, man. No, they were completely disconnected. And you saw when, when, when Tazagi puts that ball in the back of the net. You saw them look at each other 
like, oh, I, was I supposed to get? Yeah, like you, I, I thought you were gonna, and it was like, oh my goodness, this is bad. But yeah, they're both five seven, so they're both the same height. Once wow, again, man. I was right. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Go on to say it. You were right. You were right. You were right. You don't got to say it under your breath. But no, no, but still, still, <laughs> shortest guy on the team. Actually, shortest guy on the team is Diazo at 5'6. Five, 5'7 six. Five, with cleats on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ariaga is also 5'6. 5'7 so. with cleats on. Exactly. <laughs> <Once again, laughs> we're not changing that stat. Um. <laughs> so then these guys are 5'8 then, because they're 5'7. Yeah, five, but seven. I'm saying there's no, like, to bet odds on Tazagi getting that header, first of all, he got some bunnies. I need to see this man's vert. Yeah, because he got up there. He got up there. <laughs> he got a but, vert. <laughs> but another thing, not only was he not marked, but the two center backs didn't jump. No. They didn't jump. And he just got up in the air and nodded yeah. that right in. He did. I mean, and then, <laughs> oh, man, that goes when you feel so good. But, but once again, I mean, granted, Richmond didn't win this game. But I, like, I, like we tweeted out, I saw things that I liked. I also saw things that I hated, yeah. but I, the reason why I hated them is because it's like that game was on a platter for us. Greenville never really. I think one of the biggest problems with Richard last year is that a lot of teams got in front of our box and broke us down. Yes, granted, yes. what was it going to come? It's soccer. It's going to happen, but <clears throat> none of those chances happened against Greenville, a team that a lot of people are picking to be one of the more dominant teams in USL League One with the front trio, front trio of Muhammad Keegan. And, 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 and morale. Like, yeah. You wouldn't naturally expect that to happen, especially with Kyle Vinder better. You're like, oh man, we're about to get Ted Shreds. But it didn't happen. Yeah. Um I'm not yeah, I don't that's all I'm gonna make this season. I don't think I'm making this no. season. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, at the end of the day, the first two goals were just the first goal was bad luck, the second goal was not paying attention, and then at the at the death, bad luck. And the but the the last goal that we allowed was just boneheadedness. Just yeah, just yeah, just boneheadedness. And I think the parents are more pissed off than what the fans are because they're knowing like we're better. You we could have walked out of this game two three, one, two, yeah, <laughs> two one truly, or really a draw. Yeah, at at the least. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and. I gotta give it. Bologna's had one more dangerous cross. We almost tied the game. Oh, Bologna. Yes, and and um. It, he, and this one, it, because he went down that wing with the ball several times down that left <laughs> flank. And this time, rather than pinging the ball in the air, he literally puts it along the ground behind the defensive line. Yeah. And um, who was it? Was it Flack who came in? No, it wasn't Flack. I can't remember who. I didn't get a good look to see who tried to take the shot. But he got deflected, and I was like, oh, my God. If he could get one more chance like that. He had one more chance, and I think he picked the wrong option. I think he tried to cross it in too early. Yes. Yeah, he tried to cross it too early on the ground, and it was... But besides that, he looked very impressive. He looked... I was very impressed by Bolognos. Um, he he really showed yeah, out to me. he did. So, that that game wrapped up. Anything else on this game before we move on? No. I mean, at the end of the day... Let's let's go out on Tuesday and, and, yeah. and show it up. Let's get po- rid of the... Clean up those mistakes, and we're good. Yeah, I think the positive to this game is... The press is working. Yes. The team looks, they're bought in. And they also don't look like it when they let in a goal. They're yeah, hands are dropping. Head. We didn't see that moment. The cons are the mistakes, obviously, yeah. in this game. And we let an opportunity slip through our fingers to really get the momentum. Because if you beat Greenville and South Georgia your first two games, people are looking at you a lot different than having a mistake-filled game. And, you know, but 
things can happen. We're gonna have a game where all the mistakes go in our favor. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you want to go into first? You want to go into listener questions, or do you want to go into our breakdown of South Georgia? Um, let's do listener questions because I know the listener questions will be about this game, <laughs> all and right. then we can let that go. So, our first list, listener question comes from Caitlin. She just asks us, uh, "Kickers off-season preparation and training. What letter grade are you giving it, and and why? Pretty much." I mean, based off of one game, there's not much to go off of, but I would say probably somewhere around an A minus B plus because based off of preseason, what we saw in preseason yeah. was exciting. In fact, the the whole uh, lockdown and shutdown of of, um, of sports period really came at a wrong time because the kickers were looking exciting. Um, at preseason, we saw some some great, great, great play and some some great connections with the players. So, I think maybe this lockdown kind of dampered some of that momentum a little bit. But I would give it a B plus, A minus. Yeah, I mean, same thing here. I think COVID really put a curve into a lot of things, so I don't know what to expect. Um, other question is COVID measures. Um, will you be there on Saturday or not? Me right now, I'm kind of debating on whether or not to go because I'm at a higher risk for it just because of, like, asthma and stuff. Mm-hmm. But from what I saw, and you can, we'll put the link down to the Kicker Street about uh, COVID measures and things like that. Um, but one thing that we really liked a lot was the fact that they said masks were mandatory within the same, like, if you're sitting in a group of people, you have to have your mask unless you're drinking or eating. Yeah. I'm cool with that. That's fine. I mean, people just got to be smart about it. Even if, what I'm saying is not about to be controversial, because this is our podcast, but even if you don't agree with wearing a mask, just think about those that are at high risk for it, yeah. and just be cautious and safe. Yeah, That's I mean, it's, it's just an issue of common sense, because like, for example, if you come into the stadium, you're wearing your mask, and you go and sit in a section where there's no one within like 20 feet of you, okay, I mean, you never know who's going to walk up. You know, you never know who's going to come into the stadium. So you never know where people are going to want to sit. And at the end of the day, just, you know, just wear your mask. Just yeah, be smart. Wear your mask. It's just two hours. <laughs> you can go sit in your car and take it off if you want. <laughs> um, all right. So Tuesday, we were supposed to have the day off, but South, you know, South Georgia got the cooties last Saturday. So this game has been scheduled for Tuesday. We play South Georgia. South Georgia, the game just finished. Got a 2-2 draw against Chattanooga. We were laughing because we're like, how did South Georgia draw this game? <laughs> With three subs. And Daniel Jackson, who used to be our striker, as their right back, who scores the tying goal. Like, what? This is all confusing. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the more I'm saying, the more I'm like, is this, is this It's real? hilarious. <laughs> it's it's funny. It, it's pretty funny. But, you know, what you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that that shows uh that shows a lot of heart though. Yeah. That shows a lot of heart from Tormenta, knowing that they're they're playing with only three subs on the bench. Um, it's 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 tough. It's tough. But seeing them come back from, I think they went one nil up, then went down two one to Chattanooga, yeah. and literally with the last last gasp uh, equalizer. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
So this is one of the questions Matt asked us both. Um, <clears throat> who would you like to see in the midfield against Tormenta, and who would you like to see play Tuesday? That so we haven't seen. Question. Yeah, who we haven't seen yet. Um, for me, in the midfield, I would like to see Kraft, Cuomo, and, and Mumbai. I, I would like to see that because I think with Mumbai and Cuomo, I think they'll give a more solid base to what to allow Kraft to be more of that 8 slash 10, I yeah. want to say. I can see Cuomo playing an 8. Yeah. I can see him playing an 8. Yes, he did a great job at a 6, but I can see even more out of him in terms of an 8, in terms of connecting play from the defense to the attack. Yeah. I think he can <clears> do that well. So I would say a midfield of Mumbai, uh, Cuomo, and Kraft, or maybe even dropping Emiliano back. But they to play the Boateng up a striker? Probably Boateng, and unless there's something wrong with him, maybe Stanley. Um, also, I just want to point out, Matt said you couldn't pick Stanley Alves. Well, he said in the midfield, so <laughs> I already gave you what I, I... But I do feel that Emiliano... I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, of course, that's why Darren gets paid the big bucks to be the coach. I'm not sure. But it, it looked like, from what we had seen to start off with, it looked like Emiliano would be the perfect 10 or the perfect center forward. Yeah. So playing that 10 role, I think, would have been good for him. And then you could maybe have Cuomo and, and, um, and Mumbai behind him. Or maybe even Cuomo and Kraft playing the 8. Yeah. Um, I would also like to see what Greg Bow Greg likes to have the off. I can never say his last name right. I would like to see what he has to offer. Um, I think he's another type of switchblade player. He can either play midfield, maybe a little bit of outside winger. Maybe. Yeah, because he has the pace to yeah. play on the wing if um, need be. This is all depends. Bulldog, I think, is he's a lock. I think he got to start Tuesday. Oh, yes. I think the game against Fort Lauderdale, which we'll have another Rue show coming out after the South Georgia game. Um, I think you can go a little bit more relaxed. Because Fort Lauderdale is going to be down two players. Yeah. They got two red cards in the first 45 minutes. Um, yeah. If you haven't watched that game, go watch it. It's hilarious. Trust me. Yeah, they played They played the whole <laughs> second half with nine men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Do you think Rumal deserves to start the South Georgia game? Or would you like to see uh, Lee come in? Um, I don't. I'm not very familiar with what Lee can bring. I don't know what what he brings between the sticks. I would say I would give Brumal a start because at the end of the day we need to take into consideration that Brumal was thrown into he was thrown into the fire literally with this one mid game. Yeah. Yeah. And so <clears throat> with very little preparation. So I I would I would hope that Akira is okay. I don't know what the latest is. We haven't really heard anything with regards to um, to Akira, but um, if if Akira cannot play on Tuesday, I would I would say Brumo. Yeah, I think Brumo probably. I think Brumo will get the start for the next two games, and then after that, seeing how Akira is, mm-hmm. we'll see. I think that's what it comes down to. It. Um, I am interested to see how South Georgia is going to play because I mean we're coming off a short rest. They are too. And they only had three subs. And that back line is thin. If, if you put in Daniel Jackson at right back, oh, things are thin. Put, yeah. 
For those of you that don't know, Daniel Jackson was our striker last year. But I will say this. He has almost the same amount of goals that he scored for us in 34 games as he does for Tyler Georgia in one. <laughs> so let's keep him at one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, for the South Georgia team, I mean, obviously players you got to keep an eye on is Pato and Michelotto. Those, those are obviously the obvious And, and apparently now Daniel Jackson. <laughs> right back. <And> right back. <laughs> I think he's the tallest right back in the league. Um, and so I, I mean, according to, uh, if you look at the ratings, he apparently had a pretty good game at right back. Yeah. So, yeah. But we'll see. Uh, we don't know how South George is going to adjust to it because literally, are the, you can't go with the same starting eleven that three days after rest. I mean, you could, but I mean, injuries. I, what and stuff all, like what that. you have, you just have three subs. You know, uh, and you only use what, two and of one them? of them is a keeper. So <laughs> you basically just have two subs. Yeah. <laughs> well, there it is. Um, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I am tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Um, <laughs> Kickers wear me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. It's a labor of love with with with, with the kickers, but, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully this season it won't be. And and I don't know. I, I I can see us with the depth that we have. Um, I guess we'll see as things go throughout the season what the drop off is between first team and second team. But with the depth that we have, we sh- we I think we have a very very good chance of winning the game on Tuesday against um a very tired and depleted South Georgia team. Yeah. I think if you can cut out mistakes, <clears throat> the things we saw from the Richmond kickers, I think there's a lot of good movement there, and we'll see. But yeah, with that being said, um, as always, like, share, subscribe to our podcast River City ninety three. Check out our other podcast, Can I Kick It? It's a black history podcast. Trust me, you'll love it. Uh, we got eight episodes out on that. Yes. And if you would like to support our podcast, you can do so. Um, and the link provided down below, Can I Kick It? Support. So with that being said, as always, this is Elliot. This is Shanir. Keep us on the good side, guys. We'll holler at you later.